Hello and welcome to episode 274 of Three Beers in a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. Hello Colin, how are you? I am good on this, this Friday evening. Um, I've been out shopping in the cold and I'm back home cosy and warm so I'm happy. It is a cold, dark, bleak Scottish night so we're probably sitting at home talking about movies is probably the best thing we could be doing. It, it is definitely. Fire on and get toasty and, and just chat film. Yeah. That's that's a good a good Friday night in Scotland in November, definitely. <laughs> Remember the night we used to do this in the, the Raven on a Friday night or a Thursday night would be pissing down and you'd be sitting there just damp as fuck trying to do this? You know, yeah, just, I told you, yeah, you just kind of come in and you'd be shivering. Yeah, totally. I love the Raven, but like, there was a time you go like, I kind of more content doing it in the dry and the warmth. Yeah, so. yeah, I'd much rather be, be home with beer and chilling and stuff like that. But yeah, the Scottish, it's, it's kind of weird weather just now because as we were saying off mic, it's, it's kind of mild for the time of year in Scotland, but then... I think Scottish weather kicks you in the arse because come December and January, that's when you yeah. think, no, oh, fuck, right, it's cold. It's really, and really cold. That out. being said, 20 degrees in November doesn't indicate the planet is fucked. Oh, yeah, com- yeah. completely. Complete, There's definitely yeah. a problem going on, Colin. There's definitely oh, an issue happening. <laughs> I think we broke it a wee bit. Um, yeah. Although I'm, I'm not I'm not, um, I'm not, not one of these fruitcakes that denies that there's, there's a climate issue, but um, I do think part of it um, is akin to a natural kind of global warming because the, the, the planet make... goes through cycles as well so i mean but we, we're accelerating it at a fucking yeah. exponential rate that we're it's, basically fucking yeah as george carlin said the planet is fine we are fucked the planet is over is overcame ice ages global yeah reverse of the poles and it's still here the people might not be here yeah the planet a hundred years time and it'll be, be fucking back to things crawling out of the water and Exactly. Starting all over again, possibly. Exactly. The planet is fine. We are fucked. So, Colin, you've been yeah. very excitably talking about what you're drinking tonight. So, I'm very interested to know what you're drinking tonight. I have. Um, so, um, but you've used I'm the word experimental to me off mic. So yeah. Um, I'm on a bit of a tight budget this week. Um, so, I've, I've um, purchased. You went for Tesco um, own brand beers. <laughs> no. Um, I've went for little own brand Um I've got a can of it's called um, US of IPA. <laughs> US IPA, right, okay. And it's a modern craft IPA. Um, I'm going to bet that doesn't taste that bad. I'm going to say it probably tastes well, completely Well, let's, right. let's start with the price of right, sir. How much did Colin pay for this can of IPA? Right, so the average can right now for a beer was about 180, 190, something like that, maybe, maybe two quid. This was 99 pence. Yeah, we say under a pound. <laughs> under a pound. <laughs> which, which I don't understand because in, in Scotland, unlike most other civilised places, we have... Um, we have um, pricing by alcohol volume, so the more alcohol volumes in it, the, the more expensive it is. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a 5.5, um, so I'm not sure how they can sell something that, that that's stronger than your typical 4.5, which is your kind of base level. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how they could sell something quite strong for so cheap as well. I don't I'm know what laws they're floating, but... <laughs> no, I'm guessing it's more that the other companies are actually they're hiking the price. To, to like you know, So the base price of that should be, say, something like 80 pence, they're making 19p profit on it, whereas like a tenants might be like it's a less. It might only actually if you were to go be say for example a tenants by volume like you're talking about here, mm. it should only cost let's say 80 pence. Or but remember that it, but but it's like they need to charge X amount for that's oh, quite do. stronger because they're always more expensive. Yeah, so so that's what I'm saying. The the, the cheaper beer that or the, the the more expensive beer you're talking about say for example let's like, say example a tenants right which mm. is like. Like there's like three pound a can or something, right? Yeah. 
that can should, based on its volume and stuff like that, only cost 75 pence. Right. On so much, whereas that one's volume should, minimum volume should be 80 pence for it, and they yeah. don't put as much. Right, okay, I get you. It actually tastes, it tastes alright, actually. I bet it does, it just tastes refreshing. It doesn't taste terrible at all, it just tastes like, I mean, it's quite generic, I mean, there's nothing like, but it's not wild blown away, but it is, it's perfectly drinkable. I've got an orange one in the fridge as well, it's called Orange Ale, I believe it's called. It's like 6% as well, so that's a bad boy. So yeah, that's what it's actually, I'm quite, I was actually expecting a bit of kind of, but more, you know, wow, there, but it's uh, very middle of the road. Um, what are you drinking? I, I'm, um, <laughs> because of the way the world is right now, I'm drinking first world problems. Uh, uh, very apt at the moment. Yeah, yeah, well, a lot of first world problems around right, are going on right now. So <laughs> it's a nice apt one to, to drink tonight. Uh, do you do like that beer? Do you do? That, that's a go-to for you, isn't it? That is one I very much enjoy. I've got a few cans left in the fridge, but it's one I really I do like. And it's, it used to get it at one point, it, seemed, it was quite prevalent in a lot of the bars we went to. They mm-hmm. yeah. had all the that's time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's simply just it's sort of, it's weaned itself away as, as, as like Stuart Brewing, I think, trying to promote other things. But yeah. that's a staple. You should go back to that one. A bit like, you know, punk with, you know, Brewdog. You know, you can always give the other fancy ones, but punk is always... It's always there, yeah. Always a staple. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, that this is brewed by um, just, just before we carrying some about Down South Brewing, apparently. Um, very nice. So very nice. There, there we go. So that's that's our drinks for for this evening. Right. Um, just very quickly before I know, I know I know this is a movie podcast, but um, I, I just want to spend a wee couple of minutes um, promoting something that I've discovered on my phone, and I'm very much in love with for the moment. Um, seek to know this. Have you, have you discovered you can get pornography on your phone? Also, tell people. What do you mean? We all know, Colin. We all know. We're fine. Yeah. No, I found I found the game um, that, yeah. that I've downloaded, and and it's pretty much taken over my life <laughs> for the past. It's, it's, I've had it for about ten days now, and every opportunity I get, I play it. Like, and work, I'll sneak away to have a wee shot and stuff like that. It's so like me with Simpsons tapped out for a long time. Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of you know, just like you just you, you're thinking about this all the yeah. time. Uh, it's a game called Marvel Snap. Oh, I have heard of this game. Yes. Yeah, so it's get it's getting a lot of, a lot of kind of press and it's popping up everywhere and it's, you know it's kind of like buzzwords and stuff like that. So I've downloaded Marvel Snap and I've been playing it for for over a week now, and I, I've got to say that this is that it, it's amazing. It, it's yeah, a, the proper. I mean, I know Marvel's you know Marvel's a commercial steamroller but you know they've really kind of captured something here and and made like a, a fairly accessible game that that doesn't kind of you know force you to pay money and stuff like that to to kind of win and enjoy and stuff like that so um well well done um to uh, not marvel to the game developers initially i guess but um wow it's, it's fucking amazing game um, I'm completely well, chilling for Disney as we'll probably find out there's one of us will be chilling for Disney more <laughs> as this podcast goes on and maybe one of us who is not in the big Disney pocket um, yeah. but a, amazing game I would, I would highly recommend it to yourself and, and anyone that enjoys Marvel at all it's, it's, it's really playable it's really quickly I'm just going to do a more, minute, minute to more notes a game not a movie it, it's just basically a wee card game and you play cards and kind of develop powers and locations have got powers and you basically beat all bears but it plays in like 
two, three minutes a game. Do you know what I mean? So it's not right. like labour. You just quick, then it's off, and you're on yeah. to the next one, and it's great fun. So, so anyone that's kind of an influence on trying to get kids to play this fucking uh, to- to- all of a sudden. Adults, kids, it, it's just it's brilliant. I, I like it when you find a game, you know, that isn't you know trying to steal all your money off you, and you know, yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. just a well-made game that, that's great fun to play and. It, it, it taps into something that, that we love and adore in, in a really, really good way. So I would highly, highly recommend a Marvel Snap to anyone that, that cares to listen to anything I've got to say. Did not expect it to go that way this tonight. Anyway, Colin, what have you watched at home of interest? I've, I've got a few things to watch at home, so have you watched anything of interest at home? Um, I, watched, I watched one midweek movie um, of Lorraine's Choice, so every now and again, Lorraine will nag me to go through the, the box of DVDs that, that oh, we've got that, that's um, feet deep um yeah. and Lorraine's Choice was a film from 1985 okay. called Dance with a Stranger. Well I heard this film. Who's in it? Um it is the, the biopic of the last woman executed in Britain, Rufellus. Um was she, was she executed by a Pierpont? I'm not sure. It, it, it kinda of got up to that point and never kinda of covered that. It's always like kind of up to her getting executed, never kind of covered the actual for itself. But this this one stars um, Miranda Richardson, um, Queenie from Blackadder, as Rufellus. Um, huh? Ru- Rupert Everett was in it as well. Ian Holm huh? turns up nice. as well. And I think that's probably all of no. And uh, uh, Joanne Wally was in it before she was Joanne Wally Kilmer. Well, okay. Um, I'm sorry, I'm weirded out just now because I've got a cat rubbing its face on the laptop and you're frozen, so you're just kind of not yeah, moving right, anymore. Yeah. It freaks me out. Um, so it, it, it was a weird film. For a biopic, it kind of drops you in at a point in your life, you know, when things are starting to kind of go south. Um, you have no prior knowledge as to what's made this woman who or what she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just kind of felt like this film full of horrible people that, that basically you didn't care about um they weren't very nice and you're like they, they all kind of fucking deserve what they got so she mm. was she she basically was like a kind of manager of like a kind of nightclub come brothel yeah um she gets involved with a kind of upper upper class kind of race driver kind of playboy right. um they basically have a toxic toxic relationship and eventually she shoots him dead and goes to, to prison and gets gets hanged for it um she was in with any doubt of her, of her guilt or was she pretty much no oh no no the, the witnesses and police ex-policemen were out so she'd done it there was no ifs and buts but the, the kind of film just it doesn't portray anything other than user horrible nasty toxic people that you know you deserve to go to prison maybe the death penalty was oh i don't want to go into that debate but yeah. you know you you deserve the punishment for your crime he deserved you know, kind of what he got because he was a horrible person, and you know, even the sympathetic characters in it were like horrible. Like Ian Holmes plays a character who's kind of, you know, he wants to be with her, but it's all it's for his own selfish reasons, and yeah. and it's just just a really kind of horrible, slimy, you know, dirty feeling film that that just offered nothing at all and very little insight into, you know, like. It, it didn't try and make me sympathise or care or, or you know want to know why these people done done what they done. Um, yeah. it, it, it sounds like a very eighties film, very surface level, black and white, no. Yeah, but it was directed by Mike Newell, um, who's yeah, who's got some 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 substance. So so Mike Newell's done um, Four Weddings of Funeral, Harry Potter, Donnie Brasco, stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. he's a director that can 
Put you can find that shade. You can find that shade of grey. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't know where he was going with this. What his train of thought was, was to kind of do it this way, but it, it just didn't land at all. Um, Lorraine kind of agreed with me as well, so we're both on the same page with it. Um, and on the back of that, it got a rating for me of three out of ten. Yeah. So dance with a stranger. If you're looking to to learn more about Rufellus, um. It's more interesting than the movie, I'm pretty fucking sure. Um, I think you know she, if she was hung by Pierpoint, um, it'd be interesting if she was hung by him. Yeah, possibly. You, well, you can Wikipedia that. There I'm you go. If you ask her anybody, she'll know. Um, <coughs> but um, yeah, that that's pretty much all, all of mine. Oh, I'm still tuned through Modern Family. Um, we're working on two seasons to go on that, so we are, we are going to conclude that very soon. Um, but other than that, not not much to report from me, sir. So over to you, Mr. Lord. When I watch at home this week, I watched at home. I, watched, I finished watching Reboot on Disney Plus, the eight episode series about um, sort of the comeback of a sort of comedy show mm. um, with Keegan Michael Key and Judy Greer and Paul Reiser, uh, Rachel Bloom as well. I enjoyed it, very giggly, made me laugh, some silly stuff in it. Oh, Johnny Knox was in it as well, actually, strangely. Oh. Um, I enjoyed it. It's fun, very brief episodes long um, I would need to see if they do any more but yeah definitely it, for what it was entertained me for eight episodes for what it was Johnny Knoxville was an interesting one because I, I actually think Knoxville can act given I do as well yeah given the right kind of script and role and stuff like that um, I think people use them as a jackass extension sometimes when they're given them roles but I think when you take them away from that and give them like a proper role I think Knoxville's got a bit of jobs he's, with him he's learned you know he's been it he used his, you know, jackass fame, and he sort of, he hasn't just become, yeah. he's, not, he's not the same guy who's in jackass, he has refined, and he has sort of, yeah. to, 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 to act, so, you know, he's, he's fine in it, I enjoyed him in it, and he's, he's basically, he has a, the comedy relief in it, and he is funny, and, but yeah, it's on Disney+, Plus. eight episodes, I think they're about 25 minutes long each, you feel like there's something to watch, not, that, that, watch. see, I don't know if I could watch it after, after last week's bombshell about a naked Judy Greer, that's true, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to put my mind it's there. Brief. That, Honestly, it's brief. It's a brief naked duty grill, but still. It'll break me. It, it's it, a prize, mill. I was stunned by it. Stunned by it. It's going to haunt you forever. That, that, when you're old and you're going to die, that'll be your last thing upon you. Judy is a very attractive woman. There's no doubt in that. But just, it was unexpected to see her. We, like, we love Judy Greer, but, yeah. Yeah, but um, I don't... I don't <laughs> Sorry, Judy, and I'm, I'm sure you know. I'm sure you're beautiful, but I, I don't want to sexualise you, Judy. I don't. <laughs> I, I just can't do it. I can't. Sorry. Um, so Emma Watson. Was... Sorry, I don't want to sexualise these people. There's, there's certain yeah. people in life that no, don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. Then speaking of people who be oddly sexualised, but I feel odd doing it sometimes. Um, there's a documentary <laughs> on. Uh, uh, and you'll know why I'm thinking weird when I tell you. It's uh, on Apple Plus, and it's a documentary called uh, called uh, My Mind and Me. It's all about Selena Gomez. Have you heard about this documentary? Maybe I think I've kind of not seen it, but I don't know anything about it. So fill me in, sir. Give me. Yeah, so basically, it's about Selena Gomez, and we, uh, we I've spoke before how I find her very attractive, but oddly attractive because she's got a, she's a very childlike face, but she's got a very husky voice, and she's got the, like the, like her body is very. No, yes. not sure, like, yeah. Yes, yeah. it's very odd. The things that are going on is very, very <laughs> I know you, she's, she's a, you've said this to me before, how you're very, very conflicted. You know? <laughs> like, like your Catholic yeah. guilt's kicking in so yeah, many it's levels. Yeah, it's very odd. It's very, very <laughs> odd. Um, the one that, I'm, I don't know much about Susan Gomez music-wise. Um, I know her from the, she was in a Disney TV show for years. Um, was it Witches of Waverly Place or something like that? Or? Possibly, yeah, I think yeah, so, and, yeah, yeah. And she's also been on now from, obviously, um, Fully murdered in the building. Yeah. Uh, but we come to an end because Steve Martin's retiring from acting. Oh. Yeah. 
Are they doing another season? Or? Yeah, doing another season. Yeah. Yet, I think by the sounds of it. Could, anyway. you know what? Maybe not a bad thing. We'll, 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 talk, we'll touch on that in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, so this is all about basically. It's, it's her, she like Gomez essentially had a, a, a mental breakdown. Um, she, had, she was diagnosed with lupus. Lupus, yeah. Uh, she suffered yeah, from kidney lupus. Kidney transplant. Kidney, kidney, um, trans, no, not, not transformation, was it called? When you transplant. Transplant. I think the word there. And she had a bit of a breakdown on tour. I think at the same time, her and her boyfriend, Justin Bieber, broke up. So the press were pushing on that. Mm. And it's, it's quite a very intimate documentary following her around, and she's very honest with the people and, and like about what's happening in her life and like what where her life it was, where it is, and then it sort of moved into the COVID world as well and stuff like that. So um, I, I was thoroughly enthralled by it. She's a very interesting woman. She seemed a very she's very aware of who she. I mean, I say I almost want to say girl. She's not. She's like she's in her thirties now. She's like she's not yeah. a young child. <coughs> um, <coughs> Very aware of who she is, it seems like, and she seems like a very quiet person who just happens to be a very talented person. Yeah. Like she doesn't want to maybe be where she is in terms of like she she loves what she does, yeah. but she doesn't like the stuff comes along with it. And you see her very candidly, like you know, getting shitty with reporters, not because she's a diva, because they're asking stupid fucking questions. Yeah. And it's like she, and, but she's trying. You see that she's trying to keep that facade, you know, of like mm-hmm. I'm going to go with I'll do this, but. You see her behind the scenes, she's quite upset by it, and she's upset by at times by her body, like because she feels she looks like a like a, a young boy, something and things like that. She's talking about that, and it's just a very intimate portrayal and, and like sort of insight into someone who I think most of us have only had really had a surface level, yeah, like sort of information about her, you know. Um, I knew about I knew about the lupus thing because um, mm-hmm. my sister suffers from lupus, and it's it. I think lupus it's kind of one of these weird diseases that affects people in different ways yeah, yeah. Um, and it's different yeah. symptoms and i know it can be i mean my sister's been in a hospital god so it's debilitating i mean yeah properly debilitating and then just say the whole justin bieber thing as well and then th- there's that disney kid stigma as well that, that kind of follows you around for a long time yeah um so there's yeah. that as well but i think we, we've kind of said on, on this that's very podcast you know way way back when we first started about about how much we liked her, do you know I mean? Because we'd seen oh. her in, in kind of earlier movies, and we've always kind of, you know, seen the talent, you know, behind the Disney kid and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think, you know, we've, we've been kind of fans for a long time, and, you know, it's good to see that she's getting her voice and, you know, here's who I am, do you know what uh-huh. I mean? Isn't it? It's good. Yeah, it's yeah, I, mean, I, 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 watch that. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not Apple Plus, so I'm the only person in Britain watching it. All oh, right, sorry. Um, no one's ever going to see it again. Then. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but I, I like just said, like, I, I feel like very, I was more engaged with than I thought it would be. I was watching it just sort of out of, you know, a bit of general interest, but I've, I've really got, like, sort of, I feel like I've learned about her. You know, you see yeah. her back in her hometown and she's interacting with people who she grew up with, and there's a real, she's got a real charm to her. Yeah. yeah. real love, you can see that about her she isn't a diva she isn't like what you expect from a pop star essentially yeah she's a very good singer as well she's got a hell of a voice yeah hell of a voice she's got a few songs and she can she can belt it out you know she can, yeah yeah fancy of pipes yeah so if you, if you can get a chance to watch it on apple plus it's all selena gomez my mind and me and it's, it's definitely worth watching um and the final thing i watched on racketon you saw it in the cinema but i finally got it on racketon um was the invitation did I watch that in the cinema? You watched the cinema. It's one about the girl goes to Britain and finds out that they're vampires. Well, I've never seen that. You did. It's like you you talked about it on this podcast. I did. I? She does like a, a DNA test. And it turns out she's got like distant family in Britain. She goes she goes to the British like big kind of stately home. And she falls in love with. Oh yeah, Evan. right. I know the one. You it mean. turns out he's he's like a Dracula type person. I've forgotten about it for a reason, sir. 
I didn't dislike it, right? It's okay, it's not perfect. <coughs> and every even if you didn't tell me about the, the vampire thing, I would probably have known it was vampires before it. It was very obvious, very gothic horror. Mm. What it was, I, I watched it at home, maybe that's a big difference. I watched it at home, chilled out at home, wasn't in a cinema, and I'll drag myself to the cinema to watch it, so I didn't feel ripped off by it. I actually, for the most part, for 99 minutes, I enjoyed it. Oh, right, okay. I've actually had to look this up to remind yeah. myself. <laughs> I think I gave it a four out of ten, so right, carry on. I know, I would, I know what we're talking about now, so yes, I'm I wouldn't give it much. I'd give it a five out of ten for what it was. I, I enjoyed it, I think, a little bit more than you. But yeah, it was a decent watch at home. And it, yeah. like I said, Rackham didn't cost me anything, um, so I'll be quite happy to. to do you think, if, if you'd have seen it in the cinema, do you think that would have detracted from the experience? Oh, yeah, I think so. I don't think if I'd paid, like, say, 18 quid to go and see it, I'd probably remember, like, this is not particularly good, but yeah. I watched it at home um, after getting them maybe for free on Rakuten. I was like, you know what? It's, I'm, I'm okay with it. But, yeah, I sat and watched that. Yeah, so what were, were the kind of vampire dudes, like, kind of, the, the kind of aristocrat, and, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't I remember there's, it. There's, there's, like, four families, and they've got to yeah. sacrifice some days. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's have a beer watching, you know, dismiss it yeah. yeah i watched that so yeah so that was one i watched in, uh, at home this week but we'll talk about some other stuff we watched at home as well but in a bit more detail the first one up is one that's on netflix you haven't watched about so i'll talk about this one is one called my father's dragon um which is directed by nora twomey um who directed a film called the breadwinner i don't know if you ever saw that one but the afghanistan girl trying to escape from like afghanistan and um, secret of kells as well is a, a really interesting animated film she directed as well um this comes from cartoon saloon who are a uh, Irish-based um, animation studio, um, very much in the sort of guise of like a Studio Ghibli, almost. You know, it's very much in, in that they do sort of very refined um, movies. Is it, is, is it drawn or drawn? Yeah, sure, yeah. 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 Very much like drawn. One they've done recently was one called Wolf Walkers. Right. Don't know if you ever saw that one. It's a beautiful, mm. beautiful movie about the kind of about the. They usually quite tackle quite big themes. Like obviously, the red ones about um, Afghanistan, a young girl trying to you know deal with the fallout of war in that country. Secret Kells is and uh, Wolf of the Wolf Walker one's all about the the British in Ireland during the eighteen hundreds. So you know it's dealing with sort of big themes and a sort of quite inventive yeah. to try and appeal to children as well, to like all ages. So it's very much a Pixar thing as well. But I think they've been nominated for the first four films all get nominated for Oscars. Um and to be honest, they probably should have won for at least a couple of them. I think a couple of Pixar ones that weren't top level Pixar beat them to it just because of the, the branding of Pixar. Yeah, that'll be Disney for you. That'll be Disney for you, so that's what it does. So this one's um, basically it's a young boy, a young girl telling the story of her dad who basically escapes. Um, so he's they move into the city. They want to try and buy a shop with the family. He goes out to try and earn money for it. Um, ends up going to an island where he finds a dragon. He wants to try and bring the dragon home to basically exploit it. Um, but along the way they have, they're, they're getting chased and other people are trying to get the dragon. They've got to try and basically escape and you know dragging him fall in love and they've got to try and you know get the when's, dragon. Safe. When's it set? Certainly sort of depression era. Right, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so very interesting voice cast. You've got Judy Greer um, in it. With uh, clothes. Of course. You've got <laughs> Diane Weist playing in it as well. Oh, oh my goodness. After my you discussed yesterday. My yeah. two favourite moms. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, you've also got Jacob Tremblay in it as well. Um, mm-hmm. You've also got yourself in it. Jackie Errol Haley has popped up in it as well. Yeah, yeah, you've got Ian McShane, Chris O'Dowd, Alan Cummings. So it's a very, very solid, that's, uh, that's very solid voice cast. Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that at all. Yeah. It's a very simplistic but fantastic looking, gorgeous piece of animation that's brimming my life. It's, it's sort of in a world where we are sort of again, unfortunately, we're, we're with the cookie cutter style of animation that we're very used to. 
something like this really does stand out and it really is it's yeah. absolutely gorgeous to look at voice cast all excellent you know breathing real really well into the characters there's no sort of they don't really promote the voice cast which i really like because i feel like the voice cast shouldn't be the thing that sells a film to you yeah you know it's, yeah it's, it should yeah it should be on its own merit on its animation yeah. and, and its story yeah no, no you're right, right yeah. in a voice you know yeah. um, very charming story and um, it definitely skews younger than what cartoons would have normally done they maybe skew more for maybe sort of like maybe sort of like 11 12 13 year olds before mm. this this one definitely goes about the six seven eight year olds you know definitely right. does that level um so that, with that there's a slightly predictable storyline mm-hmm. um so it, it's not kind of breaking you down it, in that it, aspect it sounds like king kong almost a kind of a retail and i think you're the kind of similar idea yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, it doesn't quite reach the heights of the previous efforts but that's like you know the early pixar stuff like you know one is not mm. as good you know, it's, it's it's that level. You know, it's the the fact I'm a very 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 high mountain. Yeah. The fact you even came close to getting up the top of it is sort of pretty impressive. So An achievement. Yeah. yeah. Very watchable, very enjoyable. It's on Netflix. Um, hopefully it doesn't get buried on Netflix. Cause it's definitely one you can watch. You can watch it, enjoy it. But obviously, kids can watch. I've told my mum, my my, my my sister and little niece to watch it as well. So. Have they had um have 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 the studio had cinema releases? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Secret Tales um, was definitely in the cinema. I watched it in the cinema, uh-huh. um, and I'm pretty sure the I saw the Breadwinner cinema as well. But the other yeah. ones have been I think Wolf Walk was on. I think that was on Apple Plus. I think that was bit during they that got they that got bought for um during COVID possibly. Um, yeah. There's another one I'm forgetting. I can't remember the name of it, but it was. Definitely in the cinema as well. So yeah, cool. they do get cinematic releases. And definitely, but like Shudo Ghibli, it's worth seeing the cinema because the, the animation is truly stunning. It's really gorgeous animation. I do appreciate that you know, like, like kind of animating by hand is still a thing because it, it, it is. It's, a, it's kind of slowly but surely becoming a dying art. Um, yeah. Fortunately, and it's good that you know there is this hardcore that's you know that's keeping it alive. And it, it as you say, you know, it, it's. It's not just another medium, do you know what I mean? As yeah. well, um, well, it's not. It's not a genre. It's a medium. It's a medium. Yeah, it's a medium. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's kind of good that you know there is still a commitment to it. So hopefully, it kind of keeps it keeps it around for a bit longer. Yes, but, um, I'll give it a very solid seven out of ten. Ooh, well done. Today's high yes. score so far. Um, yes. I want to see now. You're always you always yes. kind of make me want to see things, and I never find the time, and I always feel guilty because I never get to see them. You've nothing to do right now, Colin, because the World Cup's starting, and we don't like to watch World Cup, so you've nothing to do but watch movies. There you go. <laughs> uh, which is what we're doing. Um, up next is a film called The Woman King, um, still in the cinemas. I think it's still floating in the cinemas. Um, yeah. Directed by Jen Price Blythewood, um, who directed the film Secret Life of Bees, Love and Basketball, and recently The Old Guard, the one with Charlize Theron on Netflix. Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so it's very different from that. The plot of, the plot of this one is, interestingly, you know who wrote this film? Maria Bello wrote this film. Who's Maria Bella? Didn't NCIS. Oh, talented. Yes, yeah, random. It's like, oh my God, I just recognise that name. Anyway, <laughs> um, well, it's, well, it's set in um, it's a West African kingdom. I can't, I'm, you know, I can't remember the name of it, unfortunately. Um, and essentially, there's they're, they're struggling between other tribes are trying to basically take them over. Um, they're also, in order to gain weaponry for that, they're basically selling off their best and brightest to the slave trade. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at this point, they basically decide they're going to stand up to the other tribe that they beat well, Where is it set? Is it the 1800s or 1900s? 1800s, yeah. At the centre of that is the woman king, who is the leader of a very fierce like, sort of band of women warriors who basically take on the other tribe in a war to try and 
over to stop them from attacking them constantly. And with that, they also take on the invading empires of, I think it's France in this one, but I think, I'm sure the British were involved somewhere. Because um, when it comes to slave trade, we're, we're always very much involved in that. Oh, yeah, as Americans, we've got that shit, yeah. Yeah, totally yeah. That. yeah, yeah. We like, like to always make the point that we stopped it, but we did do a lot to get it going in the first place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah just ask anyone that lives in a country that drives on the same side of the road as us, and they'll tell yes. you all about it. Yes. Yeah. Well, look at, if you might, if you ever go near Glasgow Uni or anywhere like that, <laughs> yeah. even down the fruit market is um, yeah. in memory of unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so got Viola Davis, he plays the Woman King. Um, Tuso Medio with Shanna Lynch play like her sort of. Um, Warriors alongside her, uh, Jimmy O'Doyka plays as well, and John Boyega plays the uh, the, the king of the, the the tribe as well. Um, so, this, for, so just very before you you kind of give me your, your breakdown. So what what I've read about this movie is that, 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 that there's a very strong statement in here about slave trade and stuff like that. But yep. that this is basically you know like a kind of hardcore montage action film. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, um, it's it's making points about you know the slave trade and obviously yeah. imperialism and colonialism and, and yeah. the horrors of what that did and, and what it you know what it became and um, and the fact that slavery is still very much prevalent in this world today. You know, it's it sort of it's making those points. Yeah. But at the core of it, it's a fucking great action movie. Like it's epic yeah. scale that really delivers. The opening maybe forty five minutes is sort of you remember Band of Brothers. Remember the, yeah, um, yeah. See the Curry scenes in that, the first two episodes, that are sort of all in training. Yeah. It's sort of that sort of the opening kind 45 minutes. Camp, it's, um, get, yeah, basically, because yeah. one young girl is getting, she gets given into the the king's consort to be a warrior, um, and it's sort of following her, getting the training, realizing, and it's through her you see what the queen's the, the guard are. Yeah. Um, from then, the second half essentially is Braveheart esque. You know, it's just um, yeah. you know, ripping through the country try to like sort of defend himself and try to like sort of go to war and and defend what is theirs so that's what the second half is so it's it's it really sounds, nice. like, sounds exciting oh it was awesome um <laughs> viola davis i did not know we needed 50 year old viola davis to be the heroine that she is but holy fuck she absolutely you know delivers in every single way you can possibly imagine but she's a badass look at her and then like, suicide squad and stuff so oh, she, 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 she plays this, badass like no yeah, one else now she's a badass wearing a suit sort of being like a political badass and yeah. this she's you know looking utterly insane and like wielding a sword bigger than you <laughs> you know and taking out people and doing backflips and you know kicking ass so like she is if the, if, and I'm all for it because you have geriatric stars, you know, with like sort of like your your Liam Neeson's and your you know Jerry Butler's almost falling into that now. Yeah, as well. yeah. And um, what's his name? The guy from Breaking Bad, um, who was in that one. Yeah, yeah, better call Saul fella. Yeah. Yeah, him as well. So you people doing that. So why can't Viola Davis be that as well? And I'm like, I Absolutely, am all yeah. for it. Yeah. He is awesome. Really well handled, um, directing wise. Plot moves at a decent pace. A little bit of sticky middle, you know. It's can always be bogged down as even the best have. Yeah. Uh, my only real downside on it was that the, the mix was a very low, or a low mix with that problem of you're, you're struggling to hear what it is, because they're all speaking a very mm. distinguished dialect as well, distinguished sort of accent. Yeah. So you start putting the music over the top of that and you have like sound effects in the background, it does become slightly difficult to hear exactly what's going on. I mean, I still got what was going on, I still figured it out, but yeah. it maybe a little bit. But off. We've, we've spoke about this in several occasions now, yeah. over several movies, and it does seem to be a bit of a kind of problem just now we're mixing i don't know what's what's causing it but it seems to be a, a thing yeah yeah um but from this one main thing i would get from it is i want to learn more about it i want to go and buy books about this sort of era in history 
to find a work. Apparently, the, the, the pot she set up in this lasted from like the 1800s through to the 1920s. Something like, you know, it was like it was it was a real proper like it, it established something and it was like a, a genuine. It wasn't, it wasn't like a flash the pan. You know, it wasn't a code angle and like you know five years later they were overtaken and destroyed. Yeah. This this established still, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm right in thinking that, that this is the inspiration behind the, the, the kind of female warriors in Wakanda as well, isn't it? Black Panthers. So, I dug this in a big bad way. I, I, and maybe one of the problems I've maybe talked about later on is I saw this before I saw Black Panther. Right. Uh, this was fucking amazing. And I really <laughs> dug it in a big bad way. I, I, I wanted to see it, and I, I meant to go see it cinema, and just the, the kind of times and life yeah. in the way. And the more reviews I read, I was like, I I would dig this in a big yeah. way because exactly what you're saying. I mean, it's like action, it's Willa Davis. And I was like, I fucking want to see it, and I've not got a chance yet. And yeah. you're just making me angry that I've not seen it now. And I want to see it. Yeah, so I give it a very, <laughs> very solid eight out of ten. Oh, big score, right? Jeez, now, now, now I've got to see it. It's you're, you're backing me in a corner, Mister Lord. Yep. You're challenging me. <laughs> and on from that one, one you have seen, and it's one that's Netflix, and it's called The Wonder. Mm. Uh, directed by Sebastian Lilo, uh, who directed a film called Fantastic Women and The Year of the Tiger. Um, this film is basically it's about a young nurse, um, English nurse, who goes to Ireland, basically in order to investigate the Irish town's claims that a young girl has went five four months, months without, yeah. four months without eating. Yeah. Uh, they believe her to be a miracle, and obviously that Ireland Catholic, they believe her to be a miracle, and they believe her that something has you know truly been graced by God, and she's there. Predominantly, to basically, she really doesn't believe in it, and um, to disprove it, um, and also to or to add validation that it is actually happening. While she's there, she starts to ingratiate herself in other people in the Irish towns' um, lives, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, so that's essentially the plot. And the film you got Florence Pugh playing the playing the, the English nurse um, at the height of her powers. Uh, Tom Burke pops up in it as well, as does Toby Jones, Kieran Hines, and the young girl played by Anna O'Donnell. Colsey, I'll let you talk. I've talked a lot recently. What did you think of this one? Um, so I watched this one last night. I was quite quite excited because mm. Florence Pugh, as you, you say, at the moment, you know, she, she's you know she, she's Hollywood just now. You know, everything. She's she a high right now. Great. See if she's still rising right now. Like where's she going to go? Could be like yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a, a, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the subject matter as well quite interesting. Um, yes, you know, great. like kind of miracles, um, touching on kind of saints and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um, watched it last night and. I was, very disappointed. Mm, yeah. Um. I kind of. I, I don't know if it was a choice or if so the character was written, but I found Pew really wooden and stiff in it. Mm. Um. And I, I kind of read some reviews, and everybody's kind of you know raving about her performance, saying it's her best performance today, and she won Oscars, and you know she's amazing, and everything I've seen Pew in. Up until this, she's been, yeah, all of that, you know, everything about her has been fantastic. And this is the first time I've kind of been disappointed when I've watched Florence mm-hmm. Pugh on screen. Um, I don't know if it was the pacing, because it's a slow burn movie, you know. Yeah. It, you know it's, it, like, it's only an hour and 40, though, but it felt a lot longer. It, it does. It kind of trundles along at a very slow pace. Um, I also felt once it got to, because it does reveal you know what's what's going on and hmm. at that point i just felt you know that this, this was i just thought it was ridiculous i was like that's, yeah. that's nonsense you know hmm. that that that's just scooby-doo almost do you know what i mean like yeah. that, that complete complete nonsense and then the third act it completely fell away um, yeah. you know so it, it 
I, I, I wanted to enjoy it so much um, going in, thinking, you know, Florence Pugh, it's, you know, a movie about, you know, this, this kind of weird phenomenon that's happening and stuff like that, and I thought, I'm going to dig this, and yeah, it just didn't, it didn't click, unfortunately. Um, it was nice to see, I always enjoy seeing Toby Jones. Um, yeah, seeing, he, seeing Toby's Toby, good. He always a very weird look, Toby Jones. Yeah, and Kieran Hines is always impressive as well. Um, yes. he, he never fails to impress. He's got a gravitas to him that, that's kind of lacking more and more nowadays. I mean, possibly, you know, Patrick Stewart that kind of gravitas, he lends that to any role he's in. But all too brief, and, and you know, these you know, these four characters that were like the board almost yeah. that brought the nurse and none over to kind of, you know, to, to watch and not intervene. But there was no development. Really no, at all. Um, you know, they were just there and, and you know saying pompous stuff for no reason at all at times. Possibly. Agreed. Yeah. Um, um, I, over over yeah, to you, sir. I've I've shot on it. Go. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not going to shit on it, but it's it, it it looks wonderful. Like it's a wonderful looking film. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound is excellent. Um, it's got a lot of deep questions, but I always felt very detached from it. I never really felt emotionally involved in it. I never really felt like I cared enough when I'm watching it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very rugged. It's, it's a very broody thriller. It does move very slow, and any yeah. engagement that, that did come was in fleeting moments, and it was very, it was, it was brief, and it was too much time between the moments that made me interested in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I personally, I'm disagree with you on the Pew thing. I thought Pew was the thing that made it in any way watchable. I thought she was excellent, um, and it's a film in many ways powered by the her quality. I don't know. I just felt that. You know, she she just had this one expression, one tone. There was I didn't see range that I know mm. she's got. Um, that, that's I think that's what it was for me. I'm, you know, I'm just like you know, do, do something for it. You know, like nah. you know, and, and I get sometimes that's a choice. Um, Captain Phillips is like that. Tom has yeah. a retreat. Like, what are you doing? And then in the last thirty seconds, he just he, he kills yeah. you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was kind of waiting for that almost, right. and it just never ever came. And I just thought. It, I don't know. Let's see, maybe in the direction, the writing, or that that's in her mind, that's the character, you know, is yeah. this kind of stoic English nurse that's, you know, the stoic is also, she's, she's suffering from, she's suffering, she's in, yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She's in grief as well, so she's maybe yeah. also a bit numb to everything as well. Mm. Um, but I'm not, I generally thought she was excellent. And, like, so I can you enjoy her? Yeah. Yeah. You, you're definitely with the majority. I, I seem to be, you know, the, the, the exception to the rule with this one, whereas I, I didn't get a performance. But yeah, I mean, there's already talk of Oscar nominations and, and you know, uh, stuff like that for it. I don't see that. I think the film is too average to get that. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's, it's like having a star striker and a very average football team. You know, you feel like, you know, one person's pulling this up way higher than it really should be. Um, I also, I really didn't like the breaking the fourth wall stuff. Um, very odd opening, wasn't it? Opening and closing, but the, I don't know if you picked up on it, but there was a couple of moments within as well where characters were looking at the camera. Yes. And I, 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 don't, I don't like that. You know, you know, Deadpool, that's fine. That's what it's meant to be. That's horrible, yes. But, but with a film like that, I, yeah, do it at the start because, you know, they're introducing it in a kind of a choice way, um, yes. same with the ending, but, you know, to kind of throw it in randomly, I, yeah. I didn't understand that choice. I, I, you lose the concept of real at that point. Like, am I watching what's reality? Am I watching what's yeah, yeah. the story? But then I, 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 I thought it was a very interesting opening. I didn't really pick up on the fourth wall breaks throughout. I didn't really pick up on there, was, there was only two or three, and it was oh, just okay. really, you know, it was like glances to the camera, but enough 
for me to think. Aye, if, why are you? Why are you looking? Don't don't look at the camera. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't flea bag labels or anything like that, wasn't it? No, no, no. Let's real subtle dude. I mean, let's yeah. say like, blink and you'll miss it. I mean, but I caught him and I was like, that's that's odd. The the sound as well. I I didn't like the soundtrack for it. I found it quite jarring. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, once I didn't really notice it, to be honest. I mean, it was kind of going it. for this kind of discordant, you know, mm-hmm. kind of eerie offsetting, you know, all, almost kind of elevated horror kind of soundtrack. Like, a, almost. like almost like um, uh, Lobster kind of thing. Yeah, but, yeah. but it didn't, it, it, I don't think it kind of landed with, with the, the kind of yeah. tone. It didn't build the sense of dread that it maybe thought it was. It should have for me anyway. Yeah. Um, it's a weird thing. Is, is that a weird zone of like, is it a horror? Is it a thriller? What is it? Because it felt, you know, it's dealing with kind of horror esque elements, but yeah. it's embracing the horror aspect is more a thriller, isn't it? When you think about it. Yeah. Um, on a side note, the wee girl was good. She she was yeah, decent, and the woman who played her mum was her mum as well. Oh, okay. Um, so it was a, a mother and daughter combo on, on screen as well. Uh, my rating for this one, I'm just going to check and see because I think I was I was quite harsh, but I just want to check. I'm not I'm not kind of. I give it a six. I give it a six. A six out of ten. Um, Colin gave it. Um, I gave it a five. Yeah. For cinematography, wasn't wasn't bad. And say had Kieran Hines was in it. A few that I liked and stuff like that. Um, you know, it was it wasn't a terrible terrible film, no. but I would say if you're going to watch it, then you know it, it's slow. You know, so yeah. you know expect there's that. Of, there's a lot of good elements in it. He's never really coalesced together. Yeah, I feel it would have made a better horror if they would have added. If they, if they went, if, if they picked a lane, don't go for yeah. drama or yeah. horror. Can I push in for the horror. Yeah. If you want to go for something like, say, the Babadook or like um, the Witch or something, if you want to go for that level, then yeah, absolutely. It would live but, in that universe that yeah. just kind of took yeah. that, that one step yeah. further. Yeah. Because really caught in well between, almost like in between an Asherin and the Witch. Yeah, yeah. If you picked a lane to go, you don't have to go like sort of the, the funniness of an Asherin, but you could go for the same level of drama of that. Yeah. Or you can go for the horror aspect of like the, the, the Witch and make it proper elevated horror, which. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so six out of ten for me, five out of ten for you, so an average of five and a half. Five and a half, which isn't, that, isn't terrible. Not, not terrible. On from that, Colin, the last film of the week, um, one that I think you've been itching to talk about, and that is sort of the main event that's in cinema right now, that's you know, yeah. it's, uh, taking up all the screens, um, and that is, well, I thought it was just called Wakanda Forever, but it's not, it's called Black Panther. Black Panther, Wakanda, Wakanda, Wakanda of course Forever. it is. The, 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 um, yeah, of course. Dumbs, dumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Directed by Ryan Coogler, um, who mm-hmm. directed Fruitvale Station and Creed, very, very, very good Creed, and Black Panther, um, the original one um, of this. Um, the plot of this one, it's set a year, uh, well, it's set essentially a year after the death of um, T'Challa. Um, mm. The sort of the kingdom of Wakanda is sort of struggling to, to, ident- to understand what's happening with itself it, without its, not only its leader, but it's also its protector. Protector, yeah. yeah. Black Panther. Um, the, 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 the rest of the world is sort of very much determined to get its hands on what Wakanda has, which is the uh, vibranium. That's the really yep. um, And they're pushing Wakanda to open up. At the same time, suddenly there's another deposit of vibranium discovered in the ocean. Yep. Uh, and this alerts the, the world of the ocean to the Namorians, you know, the Namor's people, who basically are very unhappy with the idea of the, the human race invading their territory. And they essentially decide to go to war with humanity and more specifically go to war with Wakanda because they won't protect them. Um, and they won't protect Which is fucking utterly bizarre. Two yes. nations facing the same thing and they say, let's not help each other. Yes. That, Why? Yeah, um, that we'll discuss that <laughs> later. Um, and it's, it's all about them 
understanding what their differences are and also the world trying to deal with the fact that we can and also the Wakandan people discovering who their new leader is and you know try to come out of the loss of T'Challa yeah. and find a place back in the world again and understand yeah. who they are particularly all his family around them who are still very much grieving the loss of T'Challa um, yeah. in the film you've got Letitia Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Daniel Guerrera, Winston Duke, Martin Freeman uh, Angela Bassett, uh, Tenok Huerta, um, and also Julie Louise Dreyfus um, is in it as well. So I will let you begin, Colin, because I know you are a big fan of a certain character in that film, um, and I will see how you respond will probably dictate how, how I respond. So okay, so let, let's, let's, let's ping-pong this one, actually, because okay. um, I, I was... Okay, so initially, um, underwhelming. So let's just, yeah. just kind of set the baseline, first of all. Okay. Um, I went in with massive expectations because the Black Panther was, was a, a, a welcome relief for the usual Marvel nonsense. You yes. know, it was a standalone piece, worked well the universe, introduced brilliant characters, stuff like that. Um great acting, was colourful, set a whole new, you know, country and world in motion that, that we Delfresh. were looking forward to, yeah. Um so I went into this, you know, thinking here we go, more of that and boy did I not get it. No. I'm I'm shocked, Colin. Shocked at you like this. I was expecting a lot more love for yourself. And dude, I wanted it. Um, so the the, the first issue, the, the, the kind of hard fucking issue, was the runtime is fucking insane. This runs for two hours and forty three minutes. Um, and because it's a Marvel film, you're stuck in that seat for at least two hours and forty minutes to get that end credit scene. Yeah. So you know that, it, and it fucking felt every minute of that um obviously you know, as someone who maybe seen it beforehand i didn't because i know you saw it before me could have texted me and said by the way richard don't wait to the very end of the credits but you didn't text me no i didn't because i well i can i'm smart enough to google it as the, the kind of first credits what i'll always google is that a credit scene so i know when to leave i thought maybe you had that in the bag I, I'm, I'm always worried about spoilers so then i didn't do that right okay um now on so, in future you will let me know <laughs> so um it, it does it labours, man. It, 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 I mean, like, there's at least three plot lines you can probably jettison. Oh, Jesus. At least three. Yeah, it's carrying a lot of fucking dead weight with it. When yeah. you look at something like Endgame um, or even Infinity War, they, they're both, you know, packing two and a half hours at least. Um, Endgame, three hours plus. Yeah. Um, Spider Man, you know, um, No Way Home, it's, it's three hours. And you, you're enjoying it, you don't mind, but with this, you know, I was getting real antsy in my seat, you know, yeah. and thinking, yeah. should I just, you know, go to the toilet just to fucking stand up and get away from it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just, it, it, it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes. And as you say, a lot of it is stuff that didn't have to be there. So, it's it, you know, it's got this runtime for, for no reason at all. I, I yeah. don't know why, why, you know, what Ryland's, train of thought here as sort of marvels yeah. as, as they do won't, won't spoil the film but for example the Martin Freeman Julie Louise Dreyfus plot could be absolutely jetty perhaps uh, no need for it whatsoever um, same way the, the Riri Williams character I won't yeah. say who that is but yeah. again the, you know see the, 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 this character's going to have their own fucking show do you know what I mean like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we don't need this at all um, it, it just but yeah it, it, it's a slog did, did you okay. feel that as well or I did, I did. I think I'll, I'll, I can't believe I'm the one who's going to be positive on this. Um, it's a very <laughs> tough balance now because it basically you can tell what they've done is they've, they've had a film set out and what they're going to do. The tragedy of Chadwick Boseman passing away has happened, and they're frantically trying to retool it in a way that makes it 
a satisfying film in some way, but also a tribute to him. Now, yes. I'm pretty sure even if Chadwick was still alive, it would have been a Namori, Namori's a bad guy. Yeah. But the, because of Chadwick not being there, the Chala, Chadwick played Chala not being there, they've had to change the tact of what this means in the world. And like you said, the storyline doesn't make any sense as to why there would be a war. Yeah, and the conclusion absolutely. of the film is literally one step away from when both realising their mums are called Martha. It's literally, it's, it's half, it's basically, that's the end, that's essentially the end of the film. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, totally. You know, um, you, you, I never even thought about that, and you're so, you're so right, it is that level of, you know, like, fucking dumbed down writing, you know, almost uh-huh. like, really, you know, that, that's, that's what you've got for this. Yeah, the biggest thing from it is, like, it reminded me when I was watching a Dolly Parton quote, which was, it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. And for a film that costs, mm. I'm going to guess, 200 million, probably, yeah. upwards. Oh, at least, plus change, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, me, it looked, some, it, it looked bad. Some it of was, the CGI was... CGI, some of the green screen stuff looked absolutely... Like, basically, the whole final third, there was not a single thing real on that screen. I felt a lot of the, the, the underwater scenes, you didn't get a sense. Like, like Aquaman, you know, you felt like you were under the ocean. Um, yeah. You know, with us, when we were underwater, you didn't feel, you know, there was no yeah. sense, of, you know, that, and so much of the film was based around that, and you're like, yeah. you know, I don't feel like I'm, you know, drowning in the sea here. And <laughs> I, saw, I saw this on the IMAX, like a massive fucking IMAX screen. Wow. And oh, it still felt, right, right. Maybe, that's probably, maybe that's what showed up the cheapness of it a little bit. Possibly, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, somebody, I was looking going, that is like Doctor Who level green screen. It's like, it's so poor. Yeah. Um, and that really went down. Right, so let, let's, let's be positive. As a nice, as a nice tribute to T'Challa. Yeah, the, 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 the opening, um, you know, I had the lump in the throat. Um, yes. You know, I was, I was I was holding back the tears. I'll, I'll give you that, you know, when it done the, the, the Marvel logo yes. and stuff like that and leading up to that and stuff. You know, it did, it got me there. Um, and, and it was, it was a nice send-off. Um, you know, they, they, they kind of got that. And I guess it's a closure that fans and the studio. Yeah. And the fellow cast members needed as well, possibly. I think as well, what it did show with it is the film. I know it became it's an obvious thing to say. It missed Chadwick Boseman. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hugely missed his. He is the star. Yeah. In that franchise, it um, tried yeah. to retool it by maybe focusing on some like the basically second, third, fourth on the bill, and yeah. they didn't. Not that they didn't rise to the occasion. They were all trying hard, but these didn't have the same impact. You know, the kind of enjoyed it the most again. Two kinds I really enjoyed in it was Angela Bassett playing the mother, who I thought again, she, she, yeah, who she, 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 Angela Bassett can act though. You know, right. she, she, she's Jesus. You know what a yeah. performance she, 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 had about, she had about as much screen time in this as she did. Yeah, before, right. And she yeah. brings scenes she owns, and also Winston Duke playing the probably the, probably the scene stealer at Mbaku. Yeah. Again, yeah. roughly the same amount of screen time he had in yeah. not much more than he had in the first one. So mm-hmm. he, mm-hmm. they know what his use is. Whereas um Shuri and um who's the leader of the, the guard, I can't remember her name, Akoya. Akoya, yeah. yeah. She they they elevated their roles and they didn't have the presence in the story yeah. in fact to back up boosting their roles up. So yeah. you don't have to engage with and I think that, that was a big thing that I, I felt with the problem. <laughs> I absolutely agree, one hundred percent. Back to right, right, oh right, so let's talk. So I've been I've been the one person on the planet that's been saying for years, bring Namor to the screen. And I don't think it. Namor in this. Do you know what? I, I kind of came out thinking I didn't enjoy him, I didn't like him, and then the more it's been going on in my mind, and I've been chewing on it, I'm like, no. Do you know what? Actually, 
I, I, I did enjoy him a lot more than, than I, I thought initially did. Yeah, he wasn't enough of a dick for me. He has to be more of an arsehole. What I did think, odd, and I, I guess they don't want to tread on DC's toes as the, how they've, they've taken the origin story and, and be, be, be Atlantis is gone. He's no longer the Atlantean aye, prince. Aye. You know, he's not he's no longer the first mutant and stuff like that. You know, so they've, they've just they've, well, he, they've basically he, yeah, he did say that. I'm with uh, a mutation. Uh, but was it a first mutation? Because uh, we've got apocalypse there as well. Rare in the geek. <laughs> um, I, I loved the fact that they kept his wings. That made me that so was nice. happy. That that was beautiful. Um, and and the green speedos as well. They yeah. they, 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 they could have done that. Um, you hear the story? Apparently, had to. Um, there's a lot of CGI been spent downplaying his frontal. Oh right, okay. Um, yeah. Apparently yeah. he, he was packed into those bad boys and they, it was not PC. <laughs> he, he was a he was a budgie smuggler. As, yes, as, yes, as yes. would say. <laughs> <laughs> I never I never heard that, but think visualising it. Yeah, yeah, there, there wasn't much in show and yeah, yeah it's, 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 that's was about ten dollars, wasn't he? About kind of, <laughs> that, that's where the budget went. There you go. Now you know why that's so much green screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to get his slog out the shots. Um, yeah, the, the, the arrogance, but but then I guess how many people know that, that Namor's an arrogant dick in the no, comic books? Set him up essentially, don't set him up as a king in this, set him up essentially as a god. That's what they yeah, say. almost. So yeah, yeah. The yeah. arrogance a god would have towards people beneath him, I felt wasn't there, and I feel that was missing. Um, so I, yeah, and any comic books I say any comic books he's a douchebag you know he's, yeah. he's uh, the one thing I wish that they would have done is uh, for anyone that doesn't know in the comic books Namor uh, one of his powers is he's got um, pheromones that women are irresistible to yes. <laughs> so uh, that would be great that figure of humour they could have had with that do you know what I mean well, that, that would have been well. brilliant like, it felt like this film was played very very stoic the world tried yeah. to yeah. Isn't it going to try to throw in some sort of like comedy? Obviously, it came from the notes on high, going like it's a Marvel film, you have to bring some sort of levity to it, and that just fell completely flat from the old times. In back of Winston Duke was the only time that, that you know, yes. I, I, I thought it was remotely funny. Um, and even a couple of his lines just were kind of you know died in the background as well. Yeah, that, that's the point, it just died because it, it didn't fit in with anything that was happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just that was a big problem for me as well. Yeah. Namor, I felt the problem with him was he was undercooked. He didn't really get the point of the character across very well, and I thought the threat that he can offer, I felt, was lacking as well. It, it, it didn't really offer. It didn't really. Yeah. You know, anyone who can be defeated by a heater, and I'm like, he's, he's you know, <laughs> prep, prep, yeah. Put, 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 give him a towel. He's fucked. Give him a towel. <laughs> he can be, it, it feels. He's not the all-powerful person because apparently he's as strong as the Hulk when it comes to like in water yeah. and stuff. So it's yeah, like they never really yeah. got. I don't think they ever really got across properly the threat that Namor could yeah. pose. I think um, I do think though with Aquaman being so successful and and I, I enjoyed Aquaman a lot. Yeah. I do think that's you know kind of taking the shine off a Marvel's aquatic equivalent. Um, yes, think, they were very yeah. they were very careful not to be after a different tone. Yeah, and also yeah. bring I mean, the in this film. It's it, it, you've got interest when you can't be too revelry with it because of the tone of the film track. Right? So maybe if they brought him in, with, like I said, if Charlie had been alive and he'd played Black Panther again, mm. it'd been a different tone they would have had for the like, character. It, it could have been played more for. They could have I think so because Marley, they could have made him more sort of cocky and they could have made him more of an arsehole. But this in my head, you can almost imagine 
the back and forth between that character and, yeah. and Chadwick. Do you know what I mean? You know, they've been so different. So yeah, yeah I think you've you've tapped into something with that with that one definitely. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't awful. It was just, no, it's not a bad film. Just it's like, yeah, it's it's just it's too long. And and like yeah. you say, there's there's so much in there that you're just like, why why is this? You know what? It, it, I know Marvel are constantly setting up the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. But that, a lot of it was just so I didn't give a fuck. I, mean, I yeah. just didn't care. No, you know, I, I got a feeling you could feel when the director didn't give a fuck either. Which he's obviously the stuff he wants to do. Yeah. See that, and then the stuff he goes like, "This is come from Marvel, and they want this thing in here, and I have to make sure it's in there because that's they're paying my bills, they're paying the." The budget, so we have to. There's a there's a compromise of what yeah, you know. I think so. And I think you can feel the laziness, not laziness, so you can feel the the lack of energy when it's something they did. Yeah, work. yeah. Which worries me for the future of Marvel for directors like um, Taiki. Is he going to get you know? I think eventually. You think? So? I hope because they they do. I mean, they they do seem to get these amazing directors and just bend and twist them to their own. Yeah, I think, selfish means and kind of you know fuck them over a wee bit. I think Tiger's um, done with them, Marvel. I think Tiger's got like 1500 movies on the go right now, plus a few yeah. stuff like that. I, I think Tiger will be, I'll be very surprised if you see like a Tiger Thor movie, for example. I think you're more likely yeah. to see Thor now and like popping up in other places. Yeah, a one off. Um, so, he's still, yeah. still in the Star Wars right enough. Um, yeah. but yeah, it, like I said, the very, the very start it was it was proper touching the way they done the, the, the start. And I know they've done the same thing with Stanley as well, but mm. yeah, it, 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 it's cheap, you know, it's emotionally cheap, but it gets you, doesn't it? Yeah. You'll feel bad for like not been happy with the film because it is emotionally quite satisfying, you know, it's, it's, it's a good send off for yeah. you have to judge the film on its own merits of what it is. And I feel if we look at what the film was, I don't think it's a good film. I think it's a very, very bog standard, if not below average Marvel film. Yeah, I, I think so. And again, this is um, this is this is the wrap up for the fourth phase. Season, phase four wrap up as well. And of course, no, so is, is Ant Man in the quarterfinal? What is that not? Um, I think that's first in phase five. I think. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, and do you know what? The, the only one so far that I've really embraced um, is Spider Man: No Way Home. Everything else has. Been shipped. Shang Chi. I enjoyed 80% of Shang Chi. Shang, it was good, but you've got to remember you're just comparing these to like Infinity War and Endgame yeah. and stuff like that. And I would say even the Spider-Man No Way Home. I thought honestly, seeing you watch it, it's a. I think it's a poor film. It's yeah. so mismanaged and so mismatched and just. Yeah. I'm thinking. I mean, see if you took these 30 Marvel movies and, and, you know, actually said, you know, what did you really enjoy? I think there's nine or ten good movies in there and the rest are all meh. Very, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would mm. agree. Like, like anything, like, you know, there's a lot of six and sevens out of ten. There's a few mm-hmm. four and fives out of ten. There's maybe a handful of, like, eight, nine and tens. Eight, yeah, yeah, which... Yeah. Um, if, see, over 30, if you pick any 30 films, you can see some, a similar pattern. You know, it's not that yeah. bad thing. Yeah. Um, this one, also, think, as well, did you feel that in in Black Panther and Wakanda was this beautiful, vibrant, colourful place? It was very muted in this one, wasn't it? Makes um, sense. The morning of king, the morning of lost. Well, but they they, they kind of more than white and stuff for that. Do you know what I mean you think they would go Louisiana with it, you know, and be like, you know, the, the opposite almost? I just well, that's but, but throughout as well, it was always, you know, there wasn't that that splash of vibrancy that that you expected from Wakanda. 
But I was reading the Kugloff um, interview, and he was saying that was a purposeful choice idea. They, they sort of they are the opposite of like Western culture, so it's ideal. Like so, when we go to funeral, we all wear black as a morning colour. They wear white as a morning colour instead. So, but even for all they seem to carry on that that kind of lacquer vibrancy almost. I, I did. I, I'm with you on that. They did, but I think mm. that may be a conscious choice because it was a film that's supposed to be a mournful film. Did it, dude? I think I'd spend my Friday night um, in agreement with you about how much we really didn't enjoy Wakanda. That was just a really, not angry, but sort of have to like, have to understand why you liked it. Some have yeah. um, the same boat as me. Um, I, I, I guess we're both fucking intelligent enough to know, you know, it's as for us. Sometimes um, not good is not good. As much as you want to love it, it it's sometimes just not good. Yeah, uh, that that's the thing. As I said initially, you know, when they first sit down, you know, and I'm like all excited and giddy. Do you know what I mean? Because me and Kel went to see it, um, and I was like, proper, yes, this is going to be amazing. And then just by the end, it was just that sense of oh my, the letdown was just, you know, the the kid enjoyed it more than I did, which yeah, I okay. thought was really. I mean, he's he's like eleven, mm. um, you know, and he he sat there transfixed for the full two hours and forty three yeah. minutes. You know, he so he was zoned in, and he he came out. He's like, that was brilliant, Dad. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know how hard to say him. It, Actually, wasn't. Um, I was like, yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. So, <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to destroy the kids' dreams yet. Wait, he's older, and then I'll do that. Um, I'll get them. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe kids will get more out of it. I don't know. Also, what, or what, what really fucking annoyed me is the fact that now everybody and anybody's got like a fucking magical flying suit. That um, come on, that that pissed me off. Uh, too much. Do you know what I mean? It's like everybody's a fucking hero now. Do you know? Think if everyone's got one, then no one has one. You know, it's like it's. You know, everyone's special, then no one's special. that in battle, you know, it's like who who wasn't flying about Iron Man? Do do you know what I mean? That's what it was like. Just fucking tone it down a bit. Do you know what I mean? It's you know, if everybody's magic, then yeah, no one's fucking. Who cares? Do, Do you know what I mean? It was just. I thought that that kind of really annoyed me a wee bit. I was like, don't give everybody a fucking. Iron Man rip-off suit, um, but anyway. You're, you're, <laughs> you're very much a conscious surprise me sometimes, Colin. <laughs> so, I did honestly expect more here, because when you said you wanted um, my film code to go and see a film this weekend, this week, mm. I assume you're going back for a second viewing of Black Panther. Really? No, that was a second viewing and a sharing. So and a sharing. That, that speaks volumes in its that, own. Feel, if there's any legacy of this podcast, I feel like the idea that I'll make you go, I have influenced you enough to go and see the bands you've been sharing twice. Yeah. I feel that's that's my legacy. I feel <laughs> <laughs> I will take that. Um, yeah. Just just take on that one. I have to look. Yeah. So second viewing a, a Banshee's energy. I mean Lorraine because um, she hadn't seen it. Lorraine loved it. My, my, my better half thought it was a great movie as well, and it holds up stupidly well on a second viewing as well. I suspect like, we're we're nearing that time of the year where we do our our compilation and our, our top films. And so far, I've I've got I've got mine. To be honest, sure. it's it, it's top right now, and it's not even close to anything else. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say this year, based on what I've seen this year, it's def is winning by a quite a ridiculous a, mark. A, an week, Irish country mile. Yes, <laughs> um, but who knows? Maybe next week we'll get some interesting stuff to talk about. Um, one of these rate, rate, sorry, it's oh, sorry, rate, 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 ratings for Black Panther, sir. Um, I went six. Go, I, I went five and a half, six. So yeah, six. we're. we're the same Probably place as well. Um, I don't like that IMDb doesn't let me do halves. It annoys me a lot. So I've yeah. got to be a dick. I'm not a dick. So I went. I put it as a six on that because I'm not a dick. But it's five and a half. Yeah. Five and a half. Yeah. It's like if you do star rate, someone said to me, it's, it's a three star film, but it's a low three star. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it's something to be like a three star film, but a really good three star film. Three star, yeah, which changes it. Um, oh, just quickly before we go, have you 
started watching or are you going to be watching this this program the english i've heard it's very good and it's got emily blunt in it so i'm mm. very much invested in that yeah i think i'm going to give that it looks very much like, you know, like last mohicans dancing with wolves with a kind of darker twist yeah darker twist than last mohicans and dancing with wolves because they're pretty dark film <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty dark yeah i think anything from that year is a pretty dark film pretty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it does make me want to watch my Dance of the Rules copy that I've got. I've got a Dance of the Rules Blu-ray in the house, and it's a it's the director's cut, which is about four and a half hours long. It may even be touching five hours long, which I'm very intrigued to watch. Cause I used to, when I was a kid, um, when Dance of the Rules came out, and, I mean, I, I would have been like, you know, kind of twenties and thirties maybe, um, but twenties, and I've I used to watch that film almost weekly. And and, and it's not a short film, you know. That's no, a, it's not. It's a fucking sit down, you know. <laughs> you get comfy film, and I've seen it so many times. But it's well for a reason. I've seen it so many times because yeah. it's fucking amazing. Um, yeah. I didn't know it was the director's cut, and I'm quite intrigued now to to watch that. I'll check mm-hmm. it. I'll check it later on. Tell you how long it is, but yeah, I've got the director's cut now. So I'm gonna have to. My dad loved direct, um, Dance of the World as well, so I'm getting intrigued to to watch it. Anyway, next week. What we're watching Colin is we might watch the English and talk about that. We'll see how we go. Yeah. Um in the cinema we've got a film called The Menu, which I'm mm. really to see. Ralph Fiennes in a owns a restaurant in like Norway and the people come to it as a very exclusive dining opportunity, I think is the best way to put it. Dining and, experience possibly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things go awry in that. So that's out mm. in cinema. Also out in cinema we've got I'm very intrigued to see this because um, I'm quite a fan of the original. It is Confessed Fletch with John Hamm playing Fletch. As in Chevy Chase? Yes. Really? Yes. When did this happen? It's happened. It's out. It's out in cinema. What? Yeah. Right. So, Fletch was good. Fletch yes. lives. Yeah. Was not so good. Yeah. Do we read another Fletch movie? Well, I'm intrigued by it because everybody who have I've never read the Fletch books, but the whole point of Fletch is that he's insanely good looking. Like he's he could fuck anyone in the room. That's the whole point. Everyone wants him, and I don't think Chevy Chase quite had that. Definitely not. No. John Hamm could fuck anyone in a room. But then, if they're going for comedy, that's what I'm trying to think. Is John Hamm a good comedy actor? Yes, John Hamm's a brilliant so. comedy actor. Yeah, John Hamm's a better comedy. He's a good an actor as he is. He's a great comedy actor. Yeah. Honestly, you can watch okay. him on Saturday Night Live. He's got magnificent timing. Okay, cool. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm invested because I do I do love Fletcher as much as bad as Fletch lives as I love it because yeah, you know, I'm a product of that time as well. Yeah. Um, and treat right, okay. The fuck's that? Yeah. I didn't know this was about cool. because apparently Fletch was originally not originally, but back in the 2000s, it was been Kevin Smith was developing. Uh, That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jason D playing him. Mhm. Would have been weird. Weird, yeah. Um, also, it was Armageddon time, which looks very bleak and sort of uh, it's Jessica Chastain, I believe. Also, um, Anthony Hopkins. It was a very very touching family drama. The look of it. So that's out in cinema as well. Um, on Netflix, you've got Slumberland. What's it's, it's Jason Momoa and this young girl who dreams of a, a land called Slumberland, where she, if she can defeat some evilness in that, it'll save her house. So it's sort of like, someone described it as a fluffy Freddy Krueger. Yeah, okay. So, so that's how, it's on Netflix. So and Jason Momoa is always quite charming as well. He is, yeah. He's a big wooden plank, but he's, yeah, he's, he's adorable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also we've got Disenchantment, which is the... I don't think anyone wanted long-awaited sequel to Enchanted um, with no. Amy Adams. Um, so that's out on Disney+. Plus. So I'm hoping it's not a Hocus Pocus 2-type movie, which was very underwhelming. Well, I think if you 
hope in one hand and shit in the other. Let's see which yeah. one fills up quick as yeah. my friend. Yeah. <laughs> the one I have to chow down on. Um, but that's what's out this week. Paul, people will find us. Oh, um, you can find us um, on Gmail. Mm-hmm. You're listening to this. I want an email this week. So on Gmail, um, three beers and a movie at gmail.com. So that's yep. T H R W E. Free beers in the movie at gmail.com. Fucking email me. Tell, tell me something. Tell me my dick for shitting on my candle. I don't care. Tell me something. Uh, we're still on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's going to be still, still on Twitter. Twitter. Twitter burns to the ground. We're still there, but the burning to the ground may have already started. Who knows when? We're still on Facebook for the older generation. You yes. Know I mean. You know who you are. You know yes. who you are. And uh, we're on Instagram as well. It's where the cool kids play on Instagram. Yes. So have a wee look and talk. Interact with that's what this is all about. It's you know, it's, it's not just me and Richard, it's, it's you, one of our listeners as well, whoever you are. <laughs> Talk to us, we're here. Um, say hello. I've been Colin, you've been Richard, and we have been three beers in a movie.